0: Portland Computer Services presents the Baseball Lifer Podcast. Well, hi there, Don Wardlow here, baseball lifer in residence, bringing it to you for this week. And, you know, when last week's show ended, I had absolutely no idea where we were going this week. There's been some good, there's been some bad in the baseball world, and we're going to talk about both. For the Orioles, two good things have happened during this past week. First of all, the team has been sold. The Angelos family has found a buyer, and the Orioles are in different hands for the first time in Well over 30 years. And at the same time, the Orioles made a trade for pitcher Corbin Burns of the Milwaukee Brewers. And Corbin won the Cy Young Award three years ago in 2021. And he's pitched steadily for the Brewers since then. And the Orioles will see what happens. Since this is a one-year contract that Burns has, they were able to get him relatively cheaply for three minor leaguers none of whom were really top-tier prospects. The other story I wanted to talk about is going to involve our guest, Bob Lutz. Bob is the president of League 42. That is a baseball league for disadvantaged children in the Wichita, Kansas area. And as Bob will tell you when the interview is on, It was named League 42 as a tribute to Jackie Robinson. There was a statue of Jackie Robinson. Kids could see as they entered the grounds of League 42. That statue was stolen and since then demolished. That is a crime that's unsolved as we speak now. And we'll talk to Bob about how the League came into being, and how the statue came to be built, and what's going to be done now since the statue has been demolished, what the plans are going forward for League 42 in Wichita. So with our focus being on Jackie Robinson, who was born on January 31st in the year 1919, instead of a broadcaster of the week, I'm going to do a couple of Jackie Robinson features. The first one, I'm going to take you to the 1949 World Series. It's at Yankee Stadium. It's game two, top of the second inning. The Yankees had won game one by a one nothing final on a walk-off home run by Tommy Henrick, although the term walk-off home run would not be invented for another 40 years. In the second inning of game two, Jackie Robinson put up a double, advanced to third, and scored what would be Brooklyn's only run. Red Barber described it this way.
1: Now the big Brunette right hander sends partly on the mound, takes the sign, Robinson out of sight Now Jack is in. Rashi pumps once, pumps again, deals, ball swung on line over third in the left field corner for a base hit. Robinson's around first base. He's on his way for second. Here comes the fourth Mandel, and Robinson comes in standing for a line double in the left field corner. Well, Robinson comes up for his first hit of the series, and he's at second base. Robinson off second, nobody out, no score, second inning. The pitch is a curve-swung on, there's a ball out into short right field, close to the power line, second baseman uh, Coleman over, makes the grab, and Robinson starts for third, Coleman sits and can't get the throw, and Jack goes into third base. Well, Robinson is going to go, he's a daring runner, as you know, and has. Reflexes are instant. Robinson leading down up third. But he can't go very far because Rashi is not pumping. In other words, he is getting set. He's set now and deals. Fastball swung on Gilden to left field for a base hit. Robinson cuts in and the Dodgers get their first run of the series. And Hodges goes into second base as Lindell errors on the ball. He fumbled it, the ball hitting on the chest. So Hodges, who knocks in the run, takes the extra base as the ball handcuffs Lindell in
0: left. That would be the only run that Brooklyn would score that day, and it would be plenty. Behind Preacher Row, they won that ballgame one to nothing. The Yankees would ultimately win the 49 World Series, four games to one. And the second and last of our Jackie Robinson sounds, before we interview Bob Lutz, is from Jackie Robinson's last World Series. It's Game Six of the 1956 World Series. The game took place at Ebbets Field. The game is scoreless in the bottom half of inning number 10. This is coming off of the D- game the day before when Don Larson threw his perfect game at Yankee Stadium. The Yankees won that one by a 2-0 final score, but neither team has a run in the bottom of the 10th with Jackie Robinson at home plate with a man on first. The Washington Senators broadcaster Bob Wolfe Describes what happened next.
1: But the full spotlight is focused on Robinson at the plate, looking out to the mound and the count. Strike one. Gilliam on second, two way, Snyder on first. The outfield is playing deep and pulled around toward left. Slaughter's playing far back there in left field, the mantle over left center. Carey has moved over close to the line and Turley back off the mound for the moment. Now the right hand is ready. The count is one and one. Gilliam uh, hands on hips. Leads off second base. A little further now. Curry looks back. Robinson waits. Here comes the pitch. And there goes the a line drive to left field. Squatter's after it. He leaps the ball. head Against the wall, Here comes Gilliam going. Up and win. Jackie Robinson is being fumbled by his teammates. Congratulated. As he line one out to left field. Squatter leaps for the ball. It was over his outstretched glove.
0: That from second base. The Brooklyn Dodgers won that game one nothing in 10 innings. They lost Game 7, and that was Jackie Robinson's last game, was Game 7. The team tried to trade him in 1957 to the New York Giants, and rather than take a trade, Jackie Robinson called it a career. He would pass on from diabetes at age 53 in 19 19- 72. But his name still reverberates, and his number 42 has been retired all throughout baseball. When we come back, we'll be interviewing Bob Lutz, the president of League 42. We'll talk about what has happened out in Wichita, Kansas, where League 42 is, and what they're looking for in the future. You'll hear that if you keep it right where it is. I am having such a problem at work. This is the second time this month I have had two computers down and I can't get my computer company to come to the office and fix them. I think they are too busy with other bigger companies.
2: You know, I was having the same problem until we met Cortland Computer Services in Middlesex, New Jersey. They respond to most of my calls the same day, either by accessing my computers remotely or by sending a technician to my office
0: wow that would be great it is such a disruption when the computers are not working properly i need somebody that can come out see what's wrong and fix it
2: on our first meeting they surveyed our network for security identified some problem areas and set us up with security software designed to prevent malware ransomware and all of the other threats that are on the internet these days they have been helping central New Jersey businesses for 30 years, and they have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. You should contact them either on the web at Computerservices.com or by phone at 732-356-8860, 732-356-8860, courtlandcomputerservices.com.
0: Tell them you heard about it on the Baseball Life for Podcasts and get a $100 coupon toward your first two hours of computer services. Back with you on the Baseball Lifer podcast, Don Wardlow here. I mentioned in the opening the destruction of the Jackie Robinson statue in League 42 in Wichita, Kansas. And my guest is the president of League 42, Bob Lutz. Bob, welcome.
3: Welcome. I'm happy to be with you. Thanks for thinking of us.
0: I'd like to talk about what brought you to where we are now. You To build a league concerning Jackie Robinson, that says a lot about a lifetime of being a baseball fan and, and a writer of it, as you've been. So talk to me about that, getting into the game, working with the newspapers, and then beginning this league.
3: Well, I had a long career as a newspaper person. I was a sports reporter here in Wichita, the Wichita Eagle, and became a columnist. And I retired from that job in 2017 after almost 43 years. Uh, I was trying to do both of these jobs. We founded League 42 in 2013, so got to be a little too much, and I decided I was 62 years old. It was time to maybe devote more of my energies toward this. Uh, League 42 has kind of become my passion. We're in our 11th year. We're uh, doing great. And uh, obviously, the loss of the Jackie statue uh, is a big blow to us, but uh, we've gotten an amazing outpouring of support, and we're going to replace that statue and – uh, do a lot more. So it's uh, it's been a terrible ordeal to lose the statue because it means so much to us. But we're optimistic that we'll get uh, another statue in that place, and that uh, with even more funding than we had planned on, uh, we can do things to enhance the uh, the security around that statue, and and some other things that League 42 uh, is invested in with education and some of our facility needs and things like that.
0: How did League 42 begin? What was the status of baseball in Wichita before League 42? I mean, the Wranglers are long gone. That was the last professional team in the city. But what was the status of youth baseball before League 42 opened?
3: Yeah, you know, youth baseball has been fine, except it's not accessible to as many kids as it should be. So the idea behind League 42 was to make it affordable and accessible to inner city urban children who may not have the funds or the uh, the, uh, modes of transportation uh, to get out to the suburbs and play baseball. So we started this with the idea that we could appeal especially to African-American kids, which we have done now. And uh, we've had a great growth in our Hispanic population. We have uh, just over 600 kids in our league, and that's kind of our cap. That's uh, We want to be able to uh, serve kids adequately, quality over quantity. So, but 600 is still a large number. That's 46 teams and five age groups.
0: And I can tell you from a career of interviewing ballplayers, one of the questions I had to be careful about asking was what was your little league team? Cause entirely too many of them would tell me I didn't have little league where I grew up. And eventually I stopped asking that question in my group, group of regular questions that I asked our players on the teams I worked for.
3: Yeah. You always, uh, you know, from our generation, everybody played baseball. Uh, and Now that's not so much the case. They've kind of priced themselves out of certain markets, certain Mm -hmm. clientele. Uh, But with our league, it's $30 per child or family of siblings. So if you're a family, a single mother, you have three kids, you want them all to play. We only charge you $30. We provide the equipment. Uh, We give them a glove if they don't have one and we uh, fit them in a uniform. So We do a lot to to promote ourselves, to promote our league, uh, and making it affordable is our number one promotion.
0: On the Baseball Lifer podcast with Bob Lutz, president of League 42. Now, when you began this new league, how did the name League 42 come about?
3: Well, we had several ideas and none of them very good, and I was struggling to think of a name for our league, and we had several meetings at the very outset back in the summer of 2013 when this idea I was I was starting to share the idea uh, with people and inviting them to come to meetings and talk about it and how could we move forward. Uh, so at one of those early meetings, uh, we had I had come up with nothing and didn't have any, good answer and I and somebody yelled out why don't we honor Jackie Robinson with this league and almost before I could respond or anybody could respond another guy yelled out let's name it League 42 so you know like uh, sometimes lightning bolts strike and there's an immediate reaction Uh, that immediate reaction was that we knew we had the name of our league and we've never looked back we think we have a An incredible name for this organization. It embodies everything we try to talk about and everything we believe in. And there's no better role model for adults or children than Jackie Robinson.
0: Just a curiosity on my part. When Jackie Robinson was in the Army, he served at Fort Riley, Kansas. Now, how far is Fort Riley from Wichita?
3: Fort Riley is a little more than two hours. It's up on i 70 As you're going to Manhattan, yeah, Jackie's legacy uh, goes, uh, goes, spreads everywhere. He's uh, obviously one of the icons of American sports.
0: When I went to Cooperstown at the end of March last year, my first ever trip to Cooperstown, I went in the door. And as you go in the door, there are three Great big huge statues, yeah, but
3: I have I do know about that. Yeah, are those
0: amazing statues or what?
3: Yeah, it's a great uh, great way to enter Cooperstown, isn't it?
0: You get to to look at and in my cases, since I'm blind, I was allowed to touch the statues of Lou Gehrig, Jackie Robinson, the man we're talking about today, and Roberto Clemente. Those three statues as you first enter the door now how did you come to think now you know what league 42 needs is a statue of jackie robinson how did that idea come
3: about well i i'm you know i'm a newspaper guy so i try to have ideas and um i try to i'm thinking all the time about ways to improve things and uh since our, since our name was Leap 42, I felt like it was important to have some symbolism at our baseball complex about that. Uh, I happened to be very good friends, lifelong friends with uh, an artist, a sculptor from my hometown of Derby, Kansas. And I contacted John Parsons, and we talked about this for a while. And uh, our concern was we were pretty much in our infancy back in those days, two or three years in, we didn't have a lot of money. And this statue was gonna cost in the neighborhood of forty dollars to $50,000. So with any nonprofit, you gotta get your board on board. And uh, there were some, some on our board who thought our resources and time could be better spent than pursuing a Jackie Robinson statue. Uh, as we found out to get that done, we had to go through uh, the, the Robinson Foundation, Jackie's family, his uh, daughter, Sharon, and then his name, image, and likeness uh, attorneys. So it was a, an arduous task. I convinced the board that, hey, we're going to do this. <laughs> I used what little clout I have and said, we, uh, I want this to happen, and I'm going to kick and scream until it does. And we were able to raise the money to pay for it. And John did a, a fantastic job on the statue. And uh, we were able to erect that statue and unveil it in April of 2021.
0: And can you describe the statue as it was before the theft and then the demolition? What did the statue look like at its living well,
3: best? Well, it looked mar- Incredible. Uh, it shows Jackie. John used a, a photo of Jackie that, that we found uh, with him holding a bat and it lay, laying on his right shoulder with his left hand on his waist. Um, he's wearing his Brooklyn Dodgers number 42 uniform. And it, interestingly, uh, one of the things that we had to uh, we had to mess with a little bit. We showed Sharon Robinson different versions of the model as John progressed on this work. And there was always something that Rachel, his widow, uh, came back to her and said, I'm not quite there yet. So probably fifth or sixth uh, change, uh, we added a bigger smile on Jackie's face. Uh, John did, and that's the one that sold Rachel Robinson and she gave the ultimate go-ahead for the completion of the statue.
0: On the Uh, Baseball Lifer podcast, my guest is Bob Lutz, president of League 42. Can you tell us when the, the theft was uncovered and then when the demolition was discovered? The
3: theft happened uh, very early in the morning a week ago today, so it would have been the 25th, Okay, uh, between midnight and 1. We did not discover it, and nobody discovered it, until a little bit after noon that day. Uh, When I leave our office building, our, our building, the Leslie Rudd Learning Center, it's just across the street from our baseball complex, Uh, And Jackie Robinson is kind of at the entrance of that complex. So I always look over and I get some satisfaction of seeing the statue because it means so much to me personally. And I looked over that day. It was kind of a cloudy, dreary day. And I didn't see the statue. And I called our administrative assistant, Jacqueline, out. And I said, Jacqueline, do you see our statue over there? And we both looked and kind of squinted and blinked our eyes, and we did not see it. And uh, Jacqueline, I uh, immediately became distraught. Uh, Jacqueline was the calmer of the two of us. She went over to the site, walked over, and sure enough, it had been cut off above Jackie's ankles, and that's all that was left Mm -hmm. of the statue. And uh, we called the police. They came out. Uh, they looked through our video they found that we had some video from our building that showed a pickup truck over there with a couple guys cutting down the statue and trying to haul and hauling it away in their truck. The police have been unbelievable uh, their investigation has been great. I feel completely confident that they're going to apprehend these people uh, and then uh, I think it was Tuesday of this week. Kind of hard to keep track of everything. Uh, the police held a news conference at a South Wichita park named Garvey Park. They announced that the statue had been recovered, but had been dismembered and was uh, placed in a trash receptacle and set ablaze. Now, it's really hard to burn bronze, but they tried. Fortunately, some people saw that fire and they called the police and there's that's where the the Robinson statue, the remains of it, uh, were found. So it's been a whirlwind week. Uh, after that happened, this story, which already had some national attention, but after the statue was found uh, and and the way it was found, uh, this story really blew up across the country to the point where on our uh, on our GoFundMe page, we've uh, raised. A little over $182,000 as of right now.
0: But I think I read where the original sculptor, Mr. Parsons, had passed away. And if I have that wrong, please say so. You
3: no, know, that's right. He passed away in June of 2022. Okay, uh, so the
0: next the next thing, now the money is there. How in
3: the world do you find a,
0: another sculptor to like, go ahead news and do on this? on that
3: front, Don. Uh, the mold from that original statue is still viable, uh, and we can use that, and we can create a statue that looks just like the one that was taken from us. Uh, that's what our that's what we plan to do. We uh, also plan to enhance security around around the statue with more lighting and cameras, and some landscaping that won't allow trucks. Hopefully, won't allow trucks to just back up. Uh, to the statue, haul it off after they cut it down. So we're in discussions with uh, the Wichita Parks and Rec people because the statue is located in a city park. We use those fields as ours, but uh, the property belongs to the city. So we're going to be talking here in the next day or so about plans moving forward. You know,
0: you said earlier, you said you're Assistant was the less distraught of the two of you. And from my own perspective, if, if I'd been with you, you and I would be the distraught duo. I would be just as devastated.
3: Uh, indications and in my, my communications with uh, police officers are that this is uh, basically ignorant people doing an igno- ignorant thing.
0: When you consider the league is called League 42, everyone in the world knows Jackie Robinson War number 42. This certainly sounds like the worst kind of
3: destruction
0: for it's no certain, reason.
3: It's certainly not uh, irrational to make that uh, jump, but in this particular case, uh, when all this is said and done, I don't think it's going to be regarded as a racially motivated crime. Bob Lutz, I hope
0: those per- persons unknown are located. I hope they're prosecuted. And beyond that, I hope the statue, the new statue, rises taller and gets viewed by more people who view- than viewed the old one.
3: I believe Don that it'll be a. a it's already. A, it had already been kind of a destination point in Wichita. Uh, yesterday, interestingly, in the afternoon, I was sent a picture by somebody of a tour bus that had pulled up up to uh, McAdams Park at the site of the statue, and people were getting off the tour bus to go just look at where the statue had been. So imagine uh, what uh, what will happen when the statue is back up. Uh, I think it'll be an, an incredible thing. It'll it'll be a day that um, I'm almost I'm already looking forward to it. Unfortunately, it takes about six months to get a statue like this made. Uh, so sometime in uh, August, uh, we hope to have this uh, uh, reerected. Beyond the baseball games you've
0: told me that league 42 has other events that you do
3: yeah we have other we have other arms so baseball is our foundation that's how we started and baseball is you know kids love to play baseball uh but because we've been able to erect a building called the leslie Rudd learning center uh we raised a a bunch of money to make that happen uh we have a home of our own Uh, with offices and indoor baseball training and uh, equipment storage and all kinds of things that uh, that we love but the most important aspect of that is that we have a classroom and we bring in kids after school for tutoring Uh, much of that in reading and in math but really our two educators who joined us in the spring have uh, been very very instrumental in making that uh, program grow We think that ultimately it will uh, be a calling card for League 42. We also have a program called the Passion Project. We bring uh, guest speakers in every two Saturdays uh, from walks of life where they've been successful. These are impressive people that we're bringing in to talk to kids about the importance of passion. Uh, We also have a full count program, which we do in conjunction with a credit union here in town that teaches financial literacy. And then uh, our final program is Bats and Badges. And that's, a, that's done in the in, uh, hope that we can uh, introduce kids to first responders and law enforcement people so that they can uh, gain an understanding of what it is those people do and develop uh, close relationships with our kids at a young age. So lots of things that are happening in League 42 beyond just the baseball now.
0: And I hope these many things continue to grow and continue to proceed. And, and I hope that one day, League 42 won't strictly be identified for the vandalism, the demolition that has happened here now.
3: Yeah, you know, we've had an opportunity to uh, spread our message nationally, which we've never had. We're, a, you know, we're in Wichita. We're not in a major league city. We're in a, a, a good-sized city, but we don't have a Major League Baseball team here. So this has caught the attention of Major League Baseball. Uh, it's caught the attention of all the teams, especially, uh, you know, the Kansas City Royals. We're kind of in their footprint. And uh, hopefully, and we're, we're, we learned yesterday that Major League Baseball is going to support our organization. And uh, we're thrilled about all the support we're getting.
0: My guest has been Bob Lutz, president of League 42. And, Bob, I know I took quite a bit of your time, and I sure thank you for sharing with me.
3: Well, I appreciate you reaching out. It's been a pleasure to be on with you and have a a lot of respect for somebody who's able to do baseball uh, broadcasting uh, as a blind person. Uh, That shows a lot of inspiration And that really fits into the Jackie mold, doesn't it, Dom?
0: Well, I surely thank you for saying that. Now we're going to take a minute, have a word from our sponsor, and come back with a wrap. This is the Baseball Lifer Podcast. I'm having such a problem
2: at work. It's the second time this month. I've got two computers down and I can't get my computer repair company to come to the office to fix them. I think they are too busy with other bigger companies to help us. You know, I was having the same problem until we met Cortland Computer Services in Middlesex, New Jersey. They respond to most of my calls the same day, either by accessing my computers remotely or by sending a technician to my office. Wow, that would be great. It is such a disruption when our Peers are not working properly. I need someone who can see what's wrong and fix it. On our first meeting, they surveyed our network for security, identified some problem areas, and set us up with security software designed to prevent malware, ransomware, and all of the other threats that are on the Internet these days. They've been helping central New Jersey businesses for 30 years, and they have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. You should contact them either on the web at courtlandcomputerservices.com or by phone at 732-356-8860,
0: 732-356-8860, courtlandcomputerservices.com. Tell them you heard about them on the Baseball Lifer podcast and get a $100 coupon toward your first two hours of services. Back on the Baseball Lifer podcast. Don Wardlow with you, and that was certainly an interesting interview with Bob Lutz. You just can't tell from week to week what you're going to hear on this podcast. Sometimes we're able to find something in the pages of The Athletic like we did this week with SI on, you know, The the Athletic is where to go if you're going to read stories like the one that I read that led me to Bob Lutz. Next week on the Baseball Lifer podcast, it'll be our second Babe Ruth tribute. The first week in February is when I did the Babe Ruth tribute last year, and that's when I'm going to do it now. And I was able to find something new to throw into the broadcast that you'll hear next week. I came across something when I was in Cooperstown, and I'm going to throw that into the mix next week in our second Babe Ruth special. Until then, this is Don Wardlow, your baseball lifer. Glad you listened to the podcast and sure hope you have a good week.